0: What's up, Dolphins, and welcome in to the Thursday, July the 5th edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast. I am your host, Travis Wingfield, and I am here to bring you your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football. And on today's show, in the wake of the Golden State Warriors making the NBA even more relevant than it already was, I put together my super team, Miami Dolphins style, as well as an NFL super team. Plus, we talk about the four paths the Dolphins can take to get back to the postseason in the quickest manner, but first. I kindly invite all of you guys that have not done so already to please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcast, wherever you find your podcast from. Leave us a rating, leave us a review. Helps the podcast grow, get out to more Dolphins. You can follow me on Twitter at Winkful NFL. You can follow the show at LockedOnFans. I tweet feverishly all day long, every single day. Been doing this stuff for the Dolphins for. Over a decade now, writing for fan sites, doing podcasts, all that fun stuff. Of course, LockedOnDolphins.com, my other baby, the blog of the Locked On Dolphins podcast. That is the number one blog in the LockedOn Network. Check that out. And of course, the other Locked On Sports family of podcasts, like the Locked On Heat podcast and Locked On NFL podcast for all that local and national coverage of your favorite teams. We are going to have a quick episode today. So let's go ahead and kick it off. That's another Miami Dolphins. First things first, it is the 4th of July as I record this podcast, getting ready to head out to a barbecue. Hope all of you and yours had a safe and happy holiday. Watch some baseball, eat some burgers and some hot dogs, light off some fireworks, and make sure your pets and animals are all okay. I'm going to be doing that at a buddy's house, drinking probably way too much alcohol and having a good time. So that's my plan for the day. But you're not here to hear about my 4th of July plans. You're here to hear about Miami Dolphins football. And I tweeted something out yesterday that I think was a pretty good conversation starter And it was my four ideas of potential breakout areas of the Dolphins roster that could have the quickest impact in regards to getting the Dolphins back into the winner's circle, back into a postseason spot, and back into respectability across the league. And even the two years the Dolphins had playoff runs in the last couple of decades, 2008, the AFC East Championship year, and 2016, I don't think there was necessarily a position group that you can point to and say wow that was one of the best ones in the league maybe the quarterback in 20 in 2008 but even then Chad Pennington touchdown passes only reached 19 so the p- options I had here where Ryan Tannehill elevating his game to a Pro Bowl level. And I'm not talking about getting voted into the Pro Bowl. I'm talking about playing at a level, commensurate with the top three quarterbacks in the AFC. So an upper 90s passer rating. Think about like Alex Smith last year and his numbers, even though for whatever reason he gets a bad rap in the NFL. That's what kind of what we're looking at here is Tannehill getting more efficient in terms of completion percentage, more efficient with his yards per attempt average, and an even better touchdown to interception ratio than what he has shown in his career. The other option for the offensive side of the ball was Kenyon Drake and Kalen Bellage was the running back that I used forming a formidable one-two duo that is known around the league, not in the way that Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara were last year, but something to that effect. Then the defensive side of the football I had two options. The first one was the secondary becoming the next version of the NFL's no-fly zone. Think of the Legion of Boom for the Seattle Seahawks, the no-fly zone out there in Denver. Now you have Jacksonville doing what they do in their secondary. So with this young secondary, can they take a step in that direction? And then the pass rush becoming just an explosive unit like the Philadelphia Eagles. One that you cannot block with Cameron Wake, Robert Quinn, Charles Harris, William Hayes, Andre Branch, the entire crew. So those four were the, those were the four options. Tannehill took it home at thirty seven percent of the vote right now. The secondary is at twenty nine percent of the vote. The running backs Drake and Balage, are at twenty percent, and the pass rush is at thirteen percent. So. Clearly, the pass rush is lacking furthest behind all of that. Tannehill has a what 8% lead right now over the secondary, and then the running backs are kind of in that mix. But just talking about what these guys could possibly be this year, and some people said to me on Twitter, is it too much of a homer to pick all four of those? Yes, it is. It's not going to happen, guys. As much as we want it to, we have all this hope for all these position groups across the roster. The chances of even one of these happening aren't, Are not great. I I realize that. I think that one will happen. I'm going with the quarterback. Obviously, you guys know my feelings on that. I think this team is built just right around him and will be able to become effective for the first time in a long time on a consistent basis because of the quarterback and his familiarity in the scheme. And you'll hear more about that when I have Brett Coleman on the podcast on Monday to break that down for you guys. So that's something we can look forward to on the podcast. But The running backs, I think it's a little bit too early for Balaj to join in that group, even though I think Kenya Drake could have a huge year for the Dolphins this year. The no-fly zone, I'm pretty confident in that one, too. I think Mink is going to come in here and just be everything as advertised and really be the galvanizing force of the secondary. He makes Rashad Jones better next to him. And then Xavier Howard really has to continue his ascension towards the top of the league in terms of best cornerbacks like he did late in the year last year. And then Cordray Tankersley on the other side. I just don't really worry about him all that much. I think he's going to be a solid player for us. You guys know how I feel about Bobby McCain in the slot. I think he's one of the better players there. And to circle back to the backfield here real quick, I... I just don't think the Dolphins' running game is going to be good enough for these guys to flourish. They might have to do more in the passing game because I just don't think this offensive line is built to run block over and over again and line up and beat teams, man up every single play. So that could be a struggle. As far as the pass rush goes, we have been just completely spoiled by Cam Wake over the last several years and what he has done, at the contract he has done it on. And now we get some hopeful help with Robert Quinn, but I'm also very high on Charles Harris. That's why I included this group into this four. Four-man race, I suppose, if you will, and it didn't get a lot of love. But if if Robert Quinn is going to be as impressive as he has been in camp, I know it was non-padded practices that basically just measures your get-off. If he can do that, I have a lot of faith in Charles Harris. That group could really step up, so long as Cam Wake continues to be an elite pass rusher, which I'm not going to bet against that guy ever again. So. That's the four ways they can get back into the playoffs. If one of those happens, I think that the Dolphins will get back into the playoffs. And I'm confident that at least one of them will happen. So we're going to talk more on this podcast about NFL super teams and a Miami Dolphins super team as the Golden State Warriors have made a mockery of the NBA yet again. We'll do that next Lockdown Dolphins podcast at Winkville NFL at Locked Fins. I tweeted out something the other day talking about how Twitter has been completely boring this time of year. And even though my Seattle Mariners are on an absolute tear right now and just tearing the American League apart as far as hanging with the Houston Astros, Boston Red Sox, and New York Yankees, even though the World Cup has been extremely exciting despite the fact that there's no United States, I just don't enjoy being on Twitter in the mornings or throughout the course of the day like I do when football is relevant, whether it's free agency, the draft, or the actual season itself. And what I have noticed is all the NBA talk, and I know that the NBA's free agency is better than its actual season, which is crazy to me that people actually enjoy that and that setup that it is. But talking about Boogie Cousins, I think is his name. I think DeMarcus Cousins, it might be his name. I'm not really sure. Not an NBA guy, clearly, but he signed with the Golden State Warriors, giving them five all-stars on their starting lineup. So I started thinking, what would the all-time Dolphins version be? Of a super team. So I went through and wrote down every single position, wrote about their accolades, their All Pros, their Pro Bowls, their interceptions or touchdown catches, whatever it is they did that they achieved in Miami Dolphins uniforms. And I have the entire offense and defense up right now on dolphins.com You guys can check that out in its entirety. It's up live right now. But just go over a few positions here. Pretty obviously the quarterback, Dan Marino, not too tough to give the nine-time Pro Bowler, the three-time first-team All-Pro, his accolades there. Obviously a first-team or first-ballot Hall of Famer. And anytime you get a statue of you outside of a stadium, that's a pretty big deal. And I always tell everybody the way I became a Dolphins fan and a Mariners fan out here in the Pacific Northwest was I grew up idolizing Dan Marino and Ken Griffey Jr. Well, both those guys have statues out in front of Hard Rock Stadium and Safeco Field. So not tough to decipher that one. I'm not going to tell you the running back because it's a surprise. I'm the receivers, let's just put it this way. The Dolphins have not really ever had a game-breaking top-level Like top shelf wide receiver, and so I went way back into the way back machine, back into the 80s and 90s and 70s for my receivers. Tight end was the same deal. The Dolphins offensive line has just been loaded over the years, which is crazy to think about considering the fact that this position group has been the one that has been the biggest struggle for the Dolphins in recent years, but You can line up with Richmond Webb and Bob Kuchenberg and Dwight Stevenson and Larry Little and just a who's who of Hall of Fame players there. My right tackle is a bit of a surprise. I had him change positions from the left side. I'll leave that one for you guys to check out the website. On defense, pretty easy pickings there for some of these positions. Jason Taylor going to be on the defensive end, obviously, with Cameron Wake. What a formidable pass rush duo that would be and just a complete nightmare for offensive tackles across the league. The interior lineman, that's kind of a surprise as well. I have Zach Thomas up there, pretty much a given for any Dolphins fan. If you didn't have him on there, you might get your fan card revoked. Over 1,000 solo tackles, 17 picks, 19.5 sacks, and four defensive touchdowns. He's still not considered a Hall of Fame player, which is just mind-boggling to me at this point. He had seven Pro Bowl selections and a first-team All-Pro honors five times. First-team All-Pro, that's the mark of what a Hall of Famer is. They want to know were you the best at your position and how long were you the best at it for five years, Zach Thomas was the best middle linebacker in football. How the hell is that not a Hall of Famer? You've got my mind blown there. So no more discussion on that, but that's just crazy and completely irrational. You go on to the secondary. I think everyone would have the same corners here. I did go with a nickel defense. So I have three corners. So perhaps the third is a surprise. You guys can probably guess Sertan and Madison atop that list. And then the safeties, I'm not going to spoil that one either because a bit of a surprise in that one, but all things told, this team would be a phenomenal running team. We also have the one of the best quarterbacks of all time. So I think this Dolphins team really could compete with most super teams across the league, expanding all generations of NFL talent. And it's tough to kind of mold a team into a super team in the NFL, considering the fact that you have eras that were way different than it is now. Obviously, if we have for instance, Mercury Morris probably wouldn't be as good in today's NFL with his speed kind of being leveled out across the field and just not having the absolute size and power that all these guys have these days with the weightlifting and the and – the. I guess call them performance-enhancing drugs that are illegal or not legal, whatever they are, these guys are really souped up and doing a lot to get their bodies right. So you can't really compare eras, but just talking about their overall impact on the team from that era. Again, LockedOnDolphins.com, the entirety of that piece. Check that out right now. We're going to come back with one last segment where I talk about my ultimate NFL super team for 2018 next on the Lockdown Dolphins podcast at Winkler NFL at Lockdown Fins So if we put together an ultimate team in the NFL, what would it look like and how good would it be? It would be harder to beat than the Golden State Warriors because this list of players is just Hall of Famer after Hall of Famer coming down the pipeline here. And it starts with a quarterback, and I didn't go Tom Brady because I don't believe that in a one-game scenario he is the best player you can choose. Yeah, he might have all the accolades and the rings and all the wins to back it up. But Aaron Rodgers is the most gifted quarterback, so we're going with him. His running back is going to be Todd Gurley. That's probably a controversial decision. I had to decide between him, Le'Veon Bell, and David Johnson, but I went with Gurley because he is just so versatile, and I loved him out of Georgia, and he finally got a coach that could put him in positions to make big-time plays for the Rams. He was that offense in Los Angeles. Receivers, Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, and my surprise pick is DeAndre Hopkins. I just love the way he has produce regardless of the quarterback he's always healthy he is the most physical player at the top of the stem and the best player in terms of catching contested passes as a receiver so I'm going with him over Odell Beckham my tight end has Rob Gronkowski no surprise there Offensive line, Tyron Smith from the Cowboys is my left tackle. Kelechi Osemele from the Raiders, despite a down year, is at left guard. My center is Alex Mack. He's going to be the focal point of my zone running scheme with Todd Gurley. And then you have Zach Martin at the right guard. And right tackle is going to be Trent Williams, swung over from the left side. I'm not going to put a right tackle out there when I have so many elite left tackles. So That's my offensive line there. Defensively, I made a bit of a scheme change. In terms of putting guys in the right positions, I went with a 4-2-5 defense, a nickel defense. And on defensive ends are Khalil Mack, and I'm going to put Vaughn Miller down there. I think those guys are the two best pure pass rushers in the game, so might as well get them both onto the field, beating out guys like Nick Bosa and even our own Cameron Wake there. On the interior, I'm going with Aaron Donald and J.J. Watt to wreck people's lives. My linebackers are Luke Keekley and Bobby Wagner of the Panthers and Seahawks. And then at corner, this is a really tough one to pick. People probably aren't going to agree with this guy, but I had took Casey Hayward of the San, of the Los Angeles Chargers over the likes of Patrick Peterson and the other guy out there in Minnesota, Xavier Rhodes. I have Jalen Ramsey up here with Casey Hayward, and my slot corner is Chris Harris. And my two safeties are Eric Berry and Harrison Smith. So no Miami Dolphins on the list, just a bunch of elite-level NFL players. Get at me on Twitter, at NFL and tell me about your guys' all-time Dolphins teams and your all-time NFL teams. But as for today's episode of the Lockdown Dolphins podcast, that's going to do it for the show. Wishing all of you guys a happy and safe 4th of July. Even though by the time you hear this podcast, it will be the 5th of July on Thursday. But go ahead and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already. Leave us a rating, leave us a review. Check out the other Lockdown Sports family of podcasts for all your local and national coverage of your favorite teams. Give me a follow on Twitter, at Lethal NFL. Follow the show at LockdownFins. And check out LockdownDolphins.com for the Dolphins super team piece up live right now. You guys have a terrific rest of your di- night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. For another edition of Lockdown Dolphins podcast, your daily dose for Miami Dolphins football.